You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packer Net Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. We have some pretty shocking breaking news here. Devontae Adams has been traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, before I continue on with any other sentences, let me say every single Thing that I say, including my opinions, which are tied to the facts, it, you have to take with a grain of salt. Everything. It's, it's part of the reason I hate doing breaking news podcasts, but you understand I have to do this, right? This has to be done. I have to, I have to just talk about this. Let's just, let's just talk. Who's bleeping at me right now? What does that even mean? What is that noise? Sorry, I'm distracted. Every single thing that I'm telling you is not 100% verified. It's Maybe some of it is 95, 99%, but even Zadarius, we found out today, actually isn't going to the Raiders. It was just kind of a oopsie-daisy, never mind, he decided not to go. So nothing is 100%. However, the information as I understand it, Devontae Adams was traded to the Las Vegas Raiders in return for a 2022 first and a 2022 second. In my humble opinion, that is more than enough. Mr. Negative is all up in my comments. He's very, very mad. He believes we should have gotten Darren Waller in return. I told him there's no chance that that was ever going to happen. Yes, Devontae's a very good player, but as I've always told you, remember, it's the value of the player minus the contract. And the Las Vegas Raiders have apparently committed to, and I'm glad I did the podcast I did yesterday to give some perspective on how crazy this is, they have committed to over $28 million per year. Obviously, we don't have any details on the structure of that contract, or even if that's entirely true, but I have seen that in a couple different places. 28 point some odd million dollars per year. Again, as far as real contracts go, and who knows, maybe this is kind of fake too in terms of if you want the 28 number to just pop up, we can make that work with some funny money, funny math, whatever. I don't know, but it's absolutely insane. He has, he has jumped so many millions of dollars to get to this point. And, and by the way, pause. Let me make sure you can hear that. Round of applause for Devontae Adams. Love Devontae Adams. Um, he's done wonderful things for us. He's been one of our best players. You want to talk about consistent, professional, amazing, everything about him. I love Devontae. We'll always love Devontae. Please, for the love of all things holy, Devontae, please go away with grace. <laughs> please. Don't turn into one of these guys that turns around and starts bashing Rodgers or bashing the team or bashing the fans. Please don't do that, all right? We love you. We're sorry that we didn't believe in you those first couple years. That was our bad. We bought a lot of merchandise. We bought a lot of your jerseys. We made you some money. Come on, please hang in there, all right? Go go win football games, make a lot of money, get rich, and just have a great life, okay? But that is a crazy amount of money. By the way, additional pause here, and I'm going to be all over the place on this. Um, moment of silence for my son who is upstairs fighting back tears right now. 
he's hanging in strong. He he went and hid somewhere and nobody knew where he was. And obviously his sister, are you crying? No. And he went like marched around, you know, doing the tough guy thing. Devontae Adams was his favorite player. It, it, it legitimately broke my heart to have to tell him. I saw the news and it was like, oh no. Like it, it, it wasn't so much that I was heartbroken. It was more that how do I tell my son this? He's seven, you know, he, he's fine. He's doing all right. He gets it, but it, it just kind of caught him for a minute there. But, but here's, here's my current understanding, and I may be wrong, but this is what my understanding is. In order for Devontae, first of all, to even be tradable, he needed to have signed his, his franchise tag, which had not been done up until this point. So he, was not, he did not sign that tag. So there was no ties between Devontae and the Packers. There's this weird little uh, purgatory thing going on. I don't know exactly what that means. He's not like a free agent, but he's not like a Packer, and it's this weird thing. In order for him to be tradable, he needed to have signed the franchise tag. Why is that important? Well, apparently, as the, as the talks went on, and this is, again, more information that may or may not be true, apparently the Raiders offered Devontae X amount of dollars, and the Packers are like, All right, if that's what you want, we'll match that. And he said no. He said no. He said no, I don't want to, I, I would rather go. Now, I don't know if it's more of a no, I would rather be a Raider, or no, I just don't want to be here. Maybe it's a mix of both, I don't know. But he said no. And so the point is, the Packers then said, I will agree to trade you, at which point he signed his franchise tag. So he had to sign it. Once it's signed, he is now a Green Bay Packer. We have a contract with uh, Devontae Adams, and we can trade that contract to the Raiders. And that is what we did. And the reason that that's important, and again, I'm not a contract guy, but this seems fairly straightforward, so I'm going to give it to you as straightforward as I understand it. This contract is 100% guaranteed. And it's all basically just salary, right? There's no weird bonuses. There's no, there's no crazy tricky stuff like what we talked about with Rogers thing where I'm like, I don't even know, dude. All right, this is just very straight up. So when we trade this contract, the whole thing, the whole thing goes to the Raiders. It's not like we trade them and we save $4 million on the cap. No, the whole thing goes to the Raiders, which means we just freed up $20 million dollars in salary cap space, which means we went from being $40 million in the red to at the deadline realizing that we just got under because Randall Cobb took a massive haircut and we didn't even sign one of our own guys just to be able to tread enough water so that we didn't get in trouble with the league. We made a, a couple tweaks with a couple contracts. We're not worrying about that today. We'll talk about it tomorrow. We were able to bring everybody in. We're barely sitting at $2 million dollars barely dead broke two million bucks got to figure out what else to do we are now sitting at 22 million dollars in cap space 22 million dollars ted thompson at this time of the year generally had roughly about 20 million dollars i think when we signed zadarius and preston and all those guys I'm, i'm thinking we were around 20 24 ish the only reason i think that is because 20 million is what we had every year at this time of the year right it was 20 million bucks was let's re-sign our guys it was let's bring in a couple guys that nobody cares about talking about Ted Thompson now and then you know we'll 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 just we'll we'll carry about 10 to 12 in on top of the signing our draft picks and this that or the other and that'll be that 22 million this is a full reset this is 2018 green bay packers right now that's not to speak of the future or anything but with that one move 22 million bucks and by the way Rodgers is signed David Bakhtiari uh Preston these deals are already done. Adrian Amos, the deal is done, right? All these deals, and the only deals left to be done are deals that are going to help us get even further under the cap, like Jair Alexander. I know 22 doesn't seem like a lot, but when you think about the way that teams structure deals, if you factor in, you know, if a 20 million dealer get, I don't know, 
what is it about like 40% of the annual gets put on the first year cap or maybe not even like 25%. If you assume we're only going to end up spending 10 of this on free agents, that gives us like $30 million ish of, of spendy money, maybe, but maybe like 40 in terms of like annual contract. So that's four $10 million per year contract. That's two $20 million per year contracts. It's that kind of stuff. Now, I'm not saying they're going to do that because there's complications in terms of how, how you're going to be able to pull off a long-term contract. And if you're talking short-term, if it's a one-year contract, obviously you can't spread that out and backload it, so it's going to be the full contract. And that comes into play for separate reasons, but we'll get there. Um, actually, we might be there. I don't know what we've talked about so far. I'm, I'm sp- if you can't tell, I've moved past the point of grief and I'm in the point of being somewhat excited. And, and, and make no mistake, Devontae is a great football player, and the team got worse having lost Devontae. There's no question. Secondarily, I would have lost my mind if we paid $28 $28 to Devontae Adams. I love Devontae. And I know I've been saying every year for about two to three years, he's peaked, and it's about time for him to keep coming down, and he never comes down. He has, at the very least, plateaued for about the last two to three years. He has to start coming down at some point, and to be on the hook for 28, and by the way, 28 this year would be like, I don't know, 17. And by the time his play actually starts to decline, we're taking massive cap hits. And then we're getting into this, well, now we got to sign him an extension and we got to restructure and we get into this whole mess to try to figure out how to not get killed by a guy that's play is declining. And I understand that's just the way it is in the NFL, but, you know, to be in this position right now, and I think I said two firsts and two seconds, right? And let me look at that real quick, just to make sure, I know that's what the uh, contract is. And they don't have an early pick. They don't. But we're talking about a 22 overall pick and a 53 overall pick. We know Brian Gutekunst and the Packers do very well in the first two rounds. So the Packers are going to have pick 22, pick 28, uh, pick 53, pick 59. We have one third round pick. We also have two fourth round picks because we have a compensatory pick in there as well. So we have two firsts, two seconds, one third, and two fourths, which is perfect because the third round pick is a disaster. As a matter of fact, if, 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 if anything... What we need to do is to use that third round pick to move up in the second round. Pick any of these two second rounds, I don't care, and move it up. Now, let me stop you there, because I already know what you're thinking. I, I, I know what you're doing. I, I can, I, you think you're slick. Like, I don't know what you're, th- I know what you're thinking. How high can we move up in the first, right? <laughs> you think, I, you're, a, you're a sick, twisted, you're, you're sick. But I'll tell you. So using the more established, and, and, and the thing is, if you look at trades, any calculator you look at is stupid. There's, there's crazy stuff that has happened, but just using the most basic, uh, most understood draft capital, if you package the two first, just the two firsts, pick 28 and 22, according to the calculator, you're looking at about pick eight, pick eight overall. Another question, how much total compensation did we get from the Raiders? Well, if you were to package those two picks and see kind of what kind of a pick does that get you? In other words, let's keep our picks. Let's keep pick 28 and pick 60 and just package those two picks. What do we get? You're looking at about pick 14. So if you package the two first round picks, you get up inside the top 10. Not saying we should. I like having multiple picks. With all this money issues that we've got going on, we need to start hitting on some draft picks to start getting some really cheap talent to supplement all the expenses because we're going to have to start replay. So I'm fine with having two picks. Just letting you know that that is enough value to get into the top 10. According to the calculator, maybe nobody would accept it, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. It's a bad quarterback year, so who knows? If you package both of the Raiders picks and keep our original picks, you're getting to about pick 14. So we can have a lot of fun with this. 
And again, my preference because of Brian Gutekunst's hit rate in the first two rounds, again, after that, the jury is absolutely out. And you can say that he's not super great at it. And I don't know that I would argue with you. But in the first two rounds, I think he's proven to at least be able to have a pretty high hit rate with that. When you start looking at Rashawn, you start looking at Jair, you start maybe looking at Savage, you look at A.J. Dilden, you look at Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers and Eric Stokes even, which, you know, we don't exactly know, but as far as we can tell so far, everybody seems pretty excited about it. So based on that, the only pick that we know for sure did not pan out was Josh Jackson, and that was his first year, and that was a guy that should not have fallen that far, and it was one of those things where I don't think they intended to pick him, but he fell way farther than he should have. And so they're like, well, I guess, I guess we'll take a swing at him. It's not an excuse. You, you know, if he's no good, he's no good. There's probably a reason he fell, which is what I like to say. But um, that's really the only one that I can see that he's missed. Now, we don't need to talk about third round picks or anything like that. I'm still holding out hope for Josiah. You guys know I like him and, and, and Amari for that matter. I'm holding out hope on Amari, but you know, whatever. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and leave that alone. But two firsts and two seconds. And kudos, by the way, to Brian Gutekunst for not accepting any kind of a third round compensation. Don't even mess with that. If they offer it to you, say, just either give me a fourth or stop insulting me. Don't talk to me about stupid stuff. Got to know your strengths and weaknesses, man. And third round is, <laughs> it's it's not just Gutekunst's weak. It is a Packers weakness. Ted Thompson couldn't hit in the third round to save his life either. Montrevious Adams, Kyler Fackrell, Ty Montgomery, Kyrie Thornton. Uh, he didn't even have a third round pick for a couple of years. Alex Green. And then, yeah, you got to go back to 2010 is Morgan Burnett. That was the last hit in the third round. But um, I'm trying to uh, keep up on things because I have been away from Twitter and I'm having heart palpitations. Let me just stop and get caught up here. All right, so we got confirmation from Ian Rappaport here. Uh, Raiders get Devontae, Packers get first and second. That is a 2020. He didn't say 2022, but I saw 2022. I don't know why they would accept anything other than that. Um, Adams gets a five-year deal worth 141.25, which is absolutely insane. All right, let me, let me pause on this one because I know he's just trying to stir the pot, but there is something here before we move on because I... I Brief, I was talking with with Blaine about this. We talk about a lot of stuff, and I want to try to hit on everything. Here's what Steve Palazzolo said. Again, a lot of people are going to try to stir the pot, but I think there's something potentially to this. Devontae Adams chose Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers. At the very least, and I know Devontae and Rodgers have each other's cell phone numbers. They're talking about all this, and I promise you Devontae is doing everything in his power to be like, dude, you know how the media is. This is BS. However, there seems to be some truth here. Now, maybe you can say Devontae just hated the Packers and he couldn't get, and I'm sure that's what he's telling Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's not you. Obviously, I love you. I love the boys. I just can't play for that garbage organization anymore. Kudos to you, et cetera, et cetera. But you still got to wonder a little bit because we know Devontae, especially since he chose the Raiders. If it was any other team, fine. He chose the Raiders. He's always been talking about the Raiders. He's always said, I would love to play for Derek Carr. He said publicly, I would love to play for Derek Carr, but I'm a Packer for now. He keeps going back to Derek Carr, Derek Carr, Derek Carr. His college, after all he's been through with Aaron Rodgers, he keeps going back to Derek Carr. And here's the thing, maybe this is fake, but you better believe I'm going to drive this narrative into the ground for one purpose. Maybe wish upon a star one day, Aaron Rodgers hears the sound of my voice and it drives him nuts and it gets that chip put back on his shoulder, which never really came off, but let's give him a second chip and let's make it a big one. And that big one is your best friend, your best buddy, your number one target, the best player, you, the guy that you just said supplanted Charles Woodson as the best player you've ever played with. Devontae Adams sat here and decided I would rather go play for my old college quarterback who I haven't played for since forever that plays for a garbage franchise than to be here and catch passes with a guy that just made a commitment, a major commitment in his life to come back and play with this team. 
I'm saying, nope, I'd rather go play for my buddy Derek Carr over there in Vegas. Even though Devontae is going to say that's not the case. Even though Devontae is going to put it on the team and play the whole, you already know, Carr. You know how it is, man. I just can't be with these people anymore. I'm hoping somewhere deep down inside, Aaron Rodgers recognizes that there's going to be a question out there that's going to be lingering. It's a minor question, but it's lingering. On top of maybe just trying to show everybody, there's a question. How good is Devontae without Rodgers? And how good is Rodgers without Devontae? We've kind of seen it a little bit, but we have not seen it in its full spec. And, and we all know for sure, even though it's a silly narrative, if Devontae goes over there and the Raiders are killing it, and Aaron Rodgers on this team, with basically the entire team back with the exception of one guy, flails and can't win football games, the narrative that Rodgers was being carried by Devontae, that's the narrative. He was the secret sauce to this whole thing. We knew Rodgers was overrated. We saw him flounder in these playoff games and all that stuff. But I'm just saying, you know how this stuff's going to get spin up, spun up, and I'm okay with it. Because I want Rodgers to rec- I want Rogers to believe this narrative. Whether it's true or not, I want him to have that chip on his shoulder. Say, listen, man, I love you. I'm coming for you, but I love you. That would be a great perspective for a competitive football player to have. Same thing with like Jordan Love, right? I've always said that was an overblown narrative. But you know there's a little bit of truth to it, right? First of all, the idea that Gutekunst is a genius for drafting him so that it would motivate Rodgers, that's... I'm sorry, I love Gutekunst, but even he's not that smart or stupid, however you want to however you want to say that. And although I do acknowledge that Rodgers recognizes that, you know, this is just what teams do and we get that whole process. And although Rodgers recognizes that yeah, you're not going to get beat out by that guy, you're Aaron freaking Rodgers. He's still mad about it, though, isn't he? He still has a point to prove. It's not just about I'm going to show you just generally that I'm better than him. No, I'm going to show you generationally how much better than him I am. We need that kind of energy now because the Jordan Love thing is done. That sucks because now there's nothing kind of... But now we got a thing. Your best buddy chose that guy over you. It's kind of like, you know, your, your, your boyfriend, girlfriend dumps you. What's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to start working out. Why? Well, because I, first of all, want you to see how much better I am than that bum that you left me for. Secondarily, I'm going to go find somebody that's hotter than you and, you know... Granted, I'm, I care about my own happiness, but is my happiness a little bit tied to wishing you being miserable over there? Maybe. Maybe I just want you glancing back going, oh, I miss it. A little bit? I bet. I'm just saying. You think he doesn't want to make it onto SportsCenter just so when Devontae's flipping through the channels, he has to stare at Aaron Rodgers all day long so that all the highlights get taken up by the Packers? You think Rodgers doesn't want that? All the news cycle, all the highlights to be Aaron Rodgers? And Devontae has to sit there as, as, as rumors stir about, will Devontae or will uh, Derek Harbe be back next year after this garbage performance? You know he wants that. So again, Steve Palazzolo dropped that. It's not going to be the last time. This is the new thing. By the way, as I've been putting on Twitter, this whole narrative now that um, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are tied at the hip. This has been going on for years. If Devontae doesn't come back, Rodgers will never come back. If Rodgers doesn't come back, Devontae will never come back. I bet he's holding out so that Devontae gets this. I bet Devontae's holding out so Rodgers gets this. They're not doing that. They're not doing that. They don't care that much about each other. They care about themselves. And it's not to say they're not friends. Again, they, they get along, and of course they want the best for each other. They're worried about their own contracts and their own lives and their own decisions. This is such a weird thing that we, we build up in our minds that like these guys are such good friends that they're going to sacrifice for themselves and they're going to manipulate things to twist this and that for this guy and that guy. 
that's not happening. It's not happening. As soon as this broke, one of the first things I see on Twitter is um, Aaron Rodgers must be furious. That was a blue checkmark guy. And then under that is another blue checkmark saying um, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play. You guys are stupid. And I said that. And five seconds later, Ian Rappaport comes out with a tweet allegedly saying Aaron Rodgers knew about this decision when he signed. He knew that the contract talks with Devontae had gone completely south and there was almost no reconciling it. And he signed anyways. You know why? Because he's not tied to Devontae freaking Adams. He's his own human being. They're friends. They hang out, dude. It's like I've said a thousand times. If you miss the guy, you buy a plane ticket, you go visit him. It's not that big of a deal. It's not a big deal. We don't have to be best buddies in the locker room together. We hold hands and we love each other. Where do you guys get this stuff from? I don't understand that. I can't play anymore. I quit because Devontae isn't in the locker room anymore. The guy that's watched Jordy go and Randall go and every teammate he's ever had, he's watched him go out the door, but this one he just cannot stand. He's going to revolt. He's going to quit over Devon. Come on, guys. This is silly. <sighs> all right. All right. All right. Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Do-do-do-do. Looking for new news. Do-do-do-do. Looking for new news on Twitter. Twitter. Looking for new news. Ooh, next step for the Raiders will be to extend Derek Carr. That's kind of a beautiful thing. That's going to that's gonna make Rodgers so mad. Maybe it won't, but it should. Why? Because they didn't just commit to Devontae. They committed to Derek Carr. Like, don't worry, man. Come on over here. Don't worry. Derek's not going any. You're not going to come here and then we're going to dump Derek. We wouldn't do that to you. Somebody get on the phone, call Derek, call Derek Carr's agent, tell him we're not cutting him anymore. All right? Immediately, immediately tell him we have an extension for him. Please get on the phone with him now before he accepts our, our trade offer. We're just kidding, Derek. We love you, buddy. You can stay forever. Here's what Ian Rappaport said in full. Next step for Raiders will be to extend quarterback Derek Carr. Devontae Adams came to Las Vegas knowing his quarterback will be here for the long term. Because again, and, and I, it's not because everybody has to be buddy-buddy, but what it is about is I want to go to the Raiders. I want the money. I want to play for Carr. I like the team as it is. But if you're telling me you're in the middle of a rebuild and Carr's going to go bye-bye and I'm going to play with some rook, not doing that. So I'm good with it as long as you're telling me that you're not going to make him go away and I'm stuck with some bum. And they're like, no, 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 We're, we'll extend him. Don't even worry about it. So there you go. Now it's a long-term relationship between Carr and Devontae Rogers. Doesn't that suck? Oh, there's a lot of uh, Deshaun Watson news that's f- clogging up my feed. Derek Carr says, welcome home, Devontae. Mmm! Mmm! This is the best drama I've ever been a part of in my life. I want Rogers to get so pissed off. I don't know if he will, but I need it to be. He, listen, and here's the thing: he'll he'll under he'll downplay me. I don't. I love Devonte. I'm not mad. The, the media spinning the blah 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 blah. He's gonna get a little bit upset, right? Even if it's not like an anger, it's just kind of. It's still, you know, I'm happy for them. We mutually broke up. You know, blah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> but he wants to be better. I'm happy for you over there, but I don't want you to be better than me, right? I'm I'm okay with the breakup. Just don't date somebody that's prettier than me. That's, that's what we're talking about. I'm told once the Adams trade becomes official, Green Bay is expected to sign Razul Douglas per source. Haven't been big on it, but guess what? We got $22 million. I can do whatever I want. I'm not worried about money anymore. Yep, bring him on. While we're on the subject, who else should we be signing? Apparently, and I can't find this suite, it doesn't matter, the Packers are in the hunt for a veteran wide receiver. So while we're at it, although we've done this kind of... Um, Let's take a little bit of a closer look at the available free agents, and then we're going to get out of here. I'm sorry that I sound so gleeful right now, but I, I, I just am. 
We got two firsts. We got two seconds. We got a bunch of money. And as a person that's just big on the offseason and building and growing and kind of, again, I've told you I'm a Ted Thompson. I write out like picks and I like money. I, you know, not a lot of money, you know, 20 million like every year like Ted has always had, but we're here. As it stands at this moment, as I'm currently uh, looking at the list, we've got some options here. And I'm not just going to do wide receivers, although apparently the Packers are currently perusing the list of wide receivers. And so we will be talking about a few of them. But let's let's talk about a few of these fellas at the top of the list here. And I don't know what this is sorted by. Mr. Julio Jones. Now, there's some split decisions on Julio Jones. Differing opinions and whatnot. He's 33 years old. Didn't exactly crush it with the Tennessee Titans or anything. But it is Julio freaking Jones, and I'm guessing he wouldn't be super expensive. And you tell me, if we're talking about Alan Lazard, Julio Jones, and a draft pick, and Amari and Randall and the whole crew, I mean, it, it ain't Devontae, but again, I don't know that I'm super mad about it. And I don't know, maybe he does want a ton of money. Last, I, I talked about him in yesterday's podcast because he got $22 bucks, right? Which is kind of the highest per year thing ever. But he signed that with the Falcons, not even with the Titans. So, you know, what is he worth today? I don't know. But he's out there. He's available. It's an option. And 33 isn't young, but 33 isn't exactly 50, all right? He can survive at 33 years old. In terms of his performance, a couple things here. Um, it was a down year, no question about it. Two, two things to consider here, though. Number one, his down year was still a 76.5, which is a solid year. Number two, he was injured. He didn't play weeks four, weeks five, week eight, week 10, 11, 12, 13, Week 17. I know there's a buy in there somewhere, but he missed all those weeks. So he was out all the time. Now, that's not a positive in terms of, you know, if he has injury issues, you don't necessarily want him. But it does potentially explain some of the poor play. And if you, you can assume, again, my least favorite phrase ever is win healthy, but this is maybe one of the few times you can look at it and say, maybe when he's healthy, if he's healthy the entire year, it negates a little bit of this. I don't know. It's an option. Either way, it's going to make him a lot cheaper because he's got an injury history at 33 years old. Somebody else to keep in mind is Bobby Wagner. There's a bunch of talk about him already having uh, options and offers and everything else. Plus, we already signed a guy, so we probably won't go there. However, here's another guy that just got let go this week that I think a lot of Packer fans would be pretty excited about. Mr. Fletcher Cox. Just today, I think the Eagles let him walk. He's 31 years old. Did Fletcher Cox have a down year? He did. Is it possible he's completely washed up? Maybe. I don't know. But you put him out there with Preston, with Kenny, with uh, Rashawn. Does he maybe have a Whitney Merciless type resurgence? Because it is similar to Whitney Merciless, where Whitney Merciless, when he was on a stacked Houston team, was dominant. And then the whole team kind of went away and got destroyed. And he's the only halfway decent player, and he couldn't really do it. Eagles have been going through a similar thing. That used to be the most stacked defensive line you could find anywhere in the NFL. It's not anymore. Maybe in the right system, with the right people, a guy like Fletcher Cox, you never know. I just, all I know is we have money. <laughs> That's all I know. And we can do whatever we want. Also, Zadarius Smith apparently is, <laughs> is a free agent. I don't know what happened there. He probably failed his physical, but who cares? Bring him back. He'll get healthy one of these days, right? Uh, Nate Solder, left tackle, um, potentially. I mean, it would be a short-term thing, but we do need help on the, along the offensive line temporarily. It's kind of a stupid thing, but it's a thing. Uh, how about Jarvis Landry? Uh, one of the things Adrian Amos tweeted out that I thought was hilarious that got me a little bit excited. It's, it's silly, and it's not the stuff I'm usually into, but we're just having a party today, so I, I decided to retweet it and get excited about it. Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are both free agents right now. 
maybe they want to play together again. We know that they're best buddies, right? And we know, right, when Odell Beckham won, he said he did it for Jarvis, and Jarvis left, I, I promise you, because he wanted a similar situation to OBJ. What better for, for Jarvis to find a team like the Packers, hit your wagon to it, be that guy, but also do it with Odell Beckham Jr.? Now, I know a lot of people are saying, well, I don't want Odell Beckham because he's a head case, and Jarvis Landry's washed up and old. He hasn't been good in a long time. Plus, uh, Odell Beckham's injured. He's not even going to play. Apparently, he could be back by October, which, in my mind, if we're getting a massively discounted OBJ and he's not going to come back until you know around the time when football actually matters, I'm not mad about that at all. We can survive you know, um, September football and mid-October football until we get Odell Beckham back. I'll, I'll, I think I'll be okay with that. Again, I, I don't know that it's my favorite thing in the whole world. And apparently Jarvis Landry's market value is $12 million, which I guess makes sense when you factor in how much money everybody else is getting, which is kind of crazy. Um, did you know Jarvis Landry's only 29 years old? Here's a couple little tidbits for you. First of all, he's only 29 years old, which is shocking. Second of all, last year wasn't great. Do you know what his grades have been outside of last year? And I don't think it's an age thing. I think just, you know, Odo Beckham left and the whole team kind of imploded last year. But Baker wasn't great last year. All these different factors. Plus, he was injured again. He didn't play weeks three, four, five, six. Uh, looks like that's it, but he missed that whole stretch. Here are his grades prior to 2021. So it's 2014 in Miami all the way through 2020 Cleveland. Ready? 78, 87, 85, 80, 75, 78, 85. He's been consistently pretty dominant since forever, aside from one down year. And I don't think it's a, well, he's a washed up, he's washed up now kind of a thing, because again, he's only 29 years old. He had one down year. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just reading it. You draw your own conclusions. I don't care what you do with your life. If you think for one second last year was an anomaly and he can continue that for one, two, three more years, and he wants $12 million, I will pay that this second. Done deal. A lot of people real excited about Tyron Matthew. I think you guys know I've never been as big on Tyron Matthew. I think he's overrated, and I certainly don't want to pay him $15 million a year, but would I potentially be excited either way if we got him? Yeah, I would. Be a little sad because it's like, well, that's like our one big signing, and that's what we got, but that's fine. Landon Collins, I don't even want to talk about it. I never was a big fan of Landon Collins, and there's really no reason for it. Tyron Matthew at least makes sense because he's kind of that third safety. You can kind of do different stuff with Landon's just a safety. And if you put him on, you got to take the other guys off. And I just, no thanks. He's not that good anyways. Um, Teron Armstead, tackle, same situation. Stephon Gilmore's out there. But again, I don't think we need that. Calais Campbell would be fun, right? Just because why not stack pass rushers, right? We did it last year. We had less money than we have now. In fact, we haven't had this much money since, like I said, like 2018 when we went out and got <laughs> Sidarius and all those guys. Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks, man. Let's go get him. Let's go get him. According to Spotrack, his, his average annual salary is $5.5 million. In other words, Akeem Hicks' expected salary is $5 million. bucks. Again, I understand Akeem, you know, he had his one big year in 2018, which was overinflated, but he's still, you know, he's still a 70-something overall guy, right? Maybe he's not. I don't know. Maybe he's got nothing left in the tank, but he had 15 pressures on 161 pres- uh, attempts. So, what, nine-ish percent? Five sacks on that, which is incredibly high. Maybe he doesn't have left, much left in the tank, but it would still be, if, if it's cheap money, just, just for fun. Why not? Who cares? We're just having fun, man. You got JPP, you know, the, the two-handed wonder. Dwayne Brown at tackle, Joe Hayden cornerback, J.C. Treader at center, uh, Jerry Hughes off the edge. That would be interesting at 33 years old. That guy's a stud. Doesn't really fit what we do, I don't think, and I don't know if we would want to pay him anyways, but it's, it's fun to think about. 
Uh, Joe Schobert got cut, no interest. Um, but, I mean, if they pick him up, that's one of those dirt cheap guys, never been good, but he's going to come here and be a star kind of picks. Will Fuller at wide receiver. Always liked Will Fuller. He was dominant over there in Houston for about three years straight, 2018, 2019, 2020. Miami picked him up, played two games, didn't play very well because he played weeks three and four, and that was it. But, I mean, you want your speed guy, Will Fuller, six foot 184, 4'3", speed, done deal. When he went to Miami, he signed a one-year, $10.6 million contract. He played two weeks. So what do you think his contract is these days? What, seven? Got Eddie Goldman still hanging out there? Again, maybe he doesn't quite have it in the tank. Maybe he's got some laziness issues, whatever Bears fans are griping about. I don't care. He's 28 years old, dude. We've seen it. How about, how about, haven't talked about it yet, how about Austin Hooper at tight end? I don't know. Are you into that kind of a thing? Maybe. I know he was kind of a stud over there in Atlanta, didn't do much in Cleveland, but in Atlanta he was kind of a stud, especially in his final year. Uh, 787 yards, six touchdowns, 78.3 overall grade, 80.5 receiving grade. I'm just a thought, man. I don't know. I'm just I'm just spit I'm just reading. You do what you want with your life. I'm just reading stuff. By the way, speaking of um signing tight ends, how about Robert Tunyon? Shout out to uh Phil here who's I I asked people on uh Twitter to keep me abreast of the uh news and whatnot because it's hard to keep up on it. And he just made a list of things that he wants them to do. And one of the things he said is don't forget to sign Tunyon. Yeah, dude. That's the other thing. Why don't we look at our free agents for crying out loud? MVS, a lot of people want back. I don't know what his price tag is gonna be. I mean, I'm not saying I don't want him back at all. Um, I'd be willing to, if, if it's, if he's really 15 million, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm not super interested. It's maybe one of those things where he says he wants 15 million. He's going to go test the market, let him get crushed by reality a little bit and then reel him back in and be like, okay, you okay, bud? Yeah. 15 million was a little silly, wasn't it? That's fine. So how about we talk about those numbers we talked about before, huh? Maybe we'll even bump it up a little bit for you. I don't know what those numbers would be. I'm not even going to throw them out there, but I don't want to pay the guy $15 million, man. I don't. I don't care what the new market is. I'm just, that's too much for me. Again, if we can get a guy like Will Fuller for 10, I don't want MVS for 15. I just, I don't. But I mean, we, I don't, I don't need to keep running through this whole list. Let me, let me just do wide receivers real quick, just to make sure we didn't miss anybody of, of, uh, major relevance here. Uh, Jamison Crowder, T.Y. Hilton, Juju Smith-Schuster, Cole Beasley. I mean, there's some names here. Emmanuel Sanders have always been a fan. I mean, he's 35 years old and whatnot, but I don't care when I, when I start, when I like a guy, I like a guy. If, if, uh, if Roddy White said he was coming back, I'd be like, freaking sign him, dude. He's a stud. I'm telling you. I remember back in like, I remember back in 2009. From the 50-yard line, man. I'm playing fantasy football, and I said, just give me a 50-yard touchdown to Julio. Or not Julio. Julio was an unknown commodity at that point. To Roddy White, and sure enough, I see that bar go across my screen. 50-yard touchdown, Roddy White. From that moment, biggest Roddy White fan. A.J. Green, Keenan Cole, Sammy Watkins, Zach Paschal. Uh, Pretty much it. Deshaun Jackson, if you want to kind of, you know get crazy with it. Danny Amendola, Odell Beckham, we mentioned Adam Humphreys, uh, Marquise Goodwin, Mohamed Sanu, again, getting some old school Tavon Austin, if you want to get stupid with it again. Um, I mean, that literally, it's about it. I think Laquan Treadwell, that would be interesting. Chad Beebe, if you want to stick with the Vikings theme. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Marquez Valdez, Scant. let's see what they say the market value is. I'm just curious, because he's way down on this list. They have him at 8.7. Okay, so this is Spot Track saying based on his production and what other guys are getting, I'm saying 8.7. I'm 
I, yeah, all right. Under 10, all right, all right. Even, I mean, I, listen, I I don't know, man. It, it doesn't, it, as long as it's under 10, if this is the reunion, let's do it. But I, I also think even at 8.7, if they're like, maybe it's time to move on, I'd be like, all right, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's, I'm good with that. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just, there's a lot of other options in free agency that we can spend money on. There's also a lot of potential in the draft. And I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't want to be, you know, a hater or anything, but it's just, a, it's just, it's just a thing. You know, I don't know. It's like Geronimo Allison for me. Yeah, I, I get it. He's great. He's fine. But do I feel like we could almost replace him with anybody with decent speed? I kind of do a little bit. Yeah. I know that's not very nice, but that's just how I feel about stuff. Um, well, I guess that's good enough for now. Obviously, we got to talk about this more tomorrow. So um, I'm going to stick with that theme. If you see any news, send it to me somewhere, and I'll try to do my best to aggregate that if it's Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and put it in my notes. Um, but just send me stuff if you see it. I don't care if I've gotten it 500 times. I want to make sure that I have um, as correct of an opinion on this and an understanding of this as is humanly possible. Although, I, I, unlike the... Um, Aaron Rodgers situation, this all seems very straightforward. Uh, I haven't seen too many conflicting reports or anything. Obviously, there's the rumors, but that doesn't matter so much. But anyways, you guys have yourselves a wonderful day. Um, I don't know. I, I, let me know how you're feeling, by the way. It seems like the general tone of this, I have not seen a lot of upset Packer fans. I really haven't. Other than like, I wish we would have got more or something. I haven't seen a whole bunch of, I mean, it's, it's, we love you. We're happy for you. But from what I can tell, it's like, dude, this is freaking sweet. Two first, two seconds, two fourths. $22 million. We're, we're going live in free agency right now. I know we missed the first wave, but who is like the big stud that, oh man, I wish we got him. I don't care about anybody that guy. I don't care. There's no big stars that I'm like, oh man, if we'd have got in earlier, we could have got that guy. Who? Who cares? Plus, the guys that go in the first few days are just the overpriced guys. That's stupid. Don't even want them. Have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.